Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poles peeled back the curtain a little bit on how his front office is approaching free agency this season. And listening to what he had to say, it sounds to me like the Bears are taking the right process, even if some Bears fans have been a little bit disappointed with the results so far. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. This episode of Locked On Bears is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. On the show today, we will hear from Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poles about his free agent signings and the decision-making process that went into them. We'll find out how this offensive line combination might start to take shape with Nate Davis brought in from the Tennessee Titans. We'll talk about why Ryan Poles prioritized the linebackers, TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds, early in this free agency process. And then at the end, we'll wrap up with the newest free agent signing from Thursday afternoon, nose tackle Andrew Billings, and why it's not a sexy signing, but I think it'll be really important for this Bears defense. I want to start with the offensive line, though, because that was the biggest question created by the free agent signings. You know, you bring in a free agent, it's supposed to answer questions. Oh, he's going to play there. Duh. Now we know who the starter is going to be at this spot that didn't have a starter before. But Nate Davis comes to Chicago, having played right guard his whole career in Tennessee, where the Bears have Tevin Jenkins starting at right guard and Cody Whitehair starting at left guard, presumably. But as it turns out, Poles doesn't have a specific plan or didn't want to give us the specific plan because I don't know that there is a specific plan of, of in their head saying these are the five guys that are going to start. But he did mention a different possibility of combinations that I had completely forgotten about that we didn't talk about on the podcast here that I think gives us gives us a better sense of the thought process here that the general manager took. Where do you want to start out Nate Davis? Where do you see where do you see him playing? Yeah, so um with the with the old line I'll stick to this. You know, we're gonna put the best front five up there. Um, but I also think there's some flexibility in some conversations where Cody could work some center. He's got almost 4,000 snaps there, has some good seasons there. Um, so we're going to move it around a little bit and see if we can get that the best like front three possible. To be very clear there, Ryan Poles was not asked, will Cody Whitehair play center? He volunteered that information all of his all on his own and even had, you know, some quick, it wasn't really a real stat, but some quick numbers. Yeah, he's played thousands of snaps at center before. It's something he's clearly thought about. And so I, I think that's kind of the plan they envisioned when they made this signing. Not that I, I think the the initial assumption from some some Bears fans was like, hey, they're gonna cut Cody Whitehair. Like this signing means Cody Whitehair is cut and either Jenkins or Davis plays left guard and the other one plays right guard, and they're gonna make Cody Whitehair that cap casualty. I pushed back on on that idea from the get-go on the podcast here, and especially in in the days since, right? If they were going to cut Cody Whitehair, 
they would have all they would have done it already. Like I thought, okay, maybe they'd be waiting for Nate Davis to clear his physical just to make sure. But no, Ryan Poles kind of confirms Cody Whitehair is still going to stick around. But I think there's an asterisk there. Stick around for now. I think Ryan Poles is going into this process not with a specific plan, but still covering his bases. Right? He doesn't go in saying, okay, we're going to sign. We're going to sign Nate Davis and make him our right guard. We're going to kick Cody Whitehair to center, and we're going to make Tevin Jenkins our left guard, and then we're going to draft an offensive tackle at nine. Like I don't think he has – I don't think he's dead set on that one or one sort of offensive line combination being the one. I think he goes into this process giving himself as many options as he can that he still feels comfortable with. Right? You don't want those options to include things you're not comfortable with. But I think he's really approaching this saying, I don't know exactly where everyone is going to line up, but I do know we have guys that we trust that can line up at different positions and that in some way, shape or form, these guys will line up at those positions. We also know that we have the number nine overall pick and two second round picks and a third round pick that's basically a second round pick that could also add an offensive tackle but they don't have to add an offensive tackle. They could move Tevin Jenkins to right tackle. They could keep him at right guard. They could put him at left guard. They could have Cody Whitehair at left guard. They could have Cody Whitehair at center. They could still cut Cody Whitehair during training camp. That's the other thing that's still in the, in the process here, right? You don't, you don't have to cut Cody Whitehair. Now you could go through OTAs through mini camp into training camp and make it an open competition. And if you get through your competition and your starting lineup is, you know, it's Braxton Jones, then say, Tevin Jenkins at left guard, Lucas Patrick at center, Nate Davis at right guard, and a rookie at right tackle. You could cut Cody Whitehair then and save all the salary cap space then. There's no urgency to release him. Why not play out the competition? And if he plays really well at center, great. You've got a starting center. If he plays really well, if he plays really well at guard, great. You've got yourself a starting guard. And Lucas, I really like the idea though of, of Lucas Patrick being your backup center slash backup guards and having. Jenkins, Whitehair, and, and Nate Davis be kind of your three interior guys in some combination. Although, you know, it kind of depends on what the draft brings, right? Are you able to draft a guard instead and kick Jenkins out to tackle? Are you able to draft a tackle and just start someone there? I mean, I, I think Ryan Poles is just putting himself in position to have as many possibilities so that he doesn't feel like he has to go out and spend all that money on Mike McGlinchey or has to go out and spend that money on Orlando Brown, who he conceded was not really a scheme fit and they weren't really all that interested in anyway, right? He's not, he's not married to any one outcome. He's prepared for them, but he's not stuck on it has to be this guy. It has to be this guy at any price. And they're not going to overpay. They, they sat there and said, okay, we're going to set certain valuations at certain positions and we're not going to go above them. We're going to evaluate the player, determine how much we think that player is worth. And we're not going to go overpay just to get that one guy. Some people might think they overpaid for Tremaine Edmonds at linebacker. We heard on yesterday's podcast with Joe Marino from Locked On Bills that he didn't think the Bears overpaid and he was disappointed the Bills didn't offer Tremaine Edmonds or bring Tremaine Edmonds back at that same number. But it did seem to be a priority for Ryan Poles coming out of the free agency, right? Two linebackers very early on. It sounds like that's how it played out, but it wasn't necessarily the plan going in. We'll hear more about how Ryan Poles uh, approached free agency in terms of Balancing the needs on his roster and where he wanted to invest next on Locked on Bears. The Locked on Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the makers of the world's best tasting protein bars. And right now, Built Bar is doing Built 
March Madness to try and determine which flavor of Built Bars is truly the best. They've got a bracket. You get to vote on your favorite Built Bars and advance which one will go farther in their bracket. Every time you vote, you are entered in for a chance to win a free box of Built Bars. I believe it's 50 different locked-on listeners will win a free box of Built Bars just for voting for free in the bracket. And one lucky locked-on listener is going to get a 12-month Built Bar subscription of the winning Built Bar from Built. It's, it's a great way to get your hands on some of the world's best-tasting protein bars. They're soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% real chocolate, low sugar, Low calories, high fiber, high protein, and they taste like candy bars. It is too good to be true, and that's why you have to vote for your best. Because trust me, when you taste them, you will believe it. You can get your own box at Built.com, at your local Walmart, or your local Sam's Club in person. Trust me, you'll thank me later. We thought the Bears might start free agency going after one of the marquee names on the defensive line, right, or on the offensive line, the tackles, the defensive tackles, the pass rushers, where the Bears had clearly the biggest needs from us on the outside. And yet it was less than an hour into the opening of the negotiation period on Monday when the Bears agreed to terms with linebacker T.J. Edwards from the Philadelphia Eagles. And it wasn't super long later, it was, I believe it was later that day, right, that the Bears signed Tremaine Edmonds to an even bigger contract. And, you know, they got Nate Davis in there, and there, there was – other movements certainly involved in this process. Rumors of the Bears certainly were negotiating with Mike McGlinchey and some of the other players, but ultimately it was the linebackers that came on the board first. And as it turns out, it wasn't necessarily that Ryan Poles went into free agency saying, okay, got to take care of linebacker first. It's the big need on our roster that we got to make sure we absolutely nail these players. It was more so letting the free agent period and negotiation sort of play out a little bit and, and let the market come to him to look for what's going to be the best interest of his football team, even if it's maybe not 100% in line with where his roster priorities might have been. Hey, Ryan, anything as to why you guys came out of the shoot going after linebackers? Like, what was the process? Yeah, it's value. You know, when you look at the board, we felt like, you know, those two players were at the top of their positions. Um, we felt like the skill set was going to help our team, and we decided to go there. Um, it made sense. You know, with everyone, we kind of, I've talked about this a few times, we put them in values and you put them on a board and, um, you know, I think you can get in trouble if you go, you know, heavy with, you know, the biggest need and you fire away there and you let really good players, you know, walk away because you're, you're too stuck on where you need to get players. These guys are really good and are at the top of their position. So your first thought might be, well, did Ryan Poles really get great value for Tremaine Edmonds at Four years, $72 million. It was the largest linebacker contract handed out. And some crafty wording from Tremaine Edmonds' agent, given directly to Adam Schefter to tweet out, that it was the largest four-year deal ever given to a linebacker, which is less than the five-year deal that was larger that was given to Roquan Smith. But the largest four-year deal is kind of a specific set of parameters. But it was Ryan Poles, I think, not, not looking at it in terms of like, are they getting Tremaine Edmonds as a steal? But it's like, where are we getting guys at the valuations we are comfortable with as opposed to other negotiations where maybe those valuations were quickly approaching a, a point where the Bears were not going to be interested in? Like comparatively, TJ Edwards at three years, $19.5 million, I think the Bears are feeling really good about the value they got there. 
You know, the Bengals re-signed Jermaine Pratt for more. Three years, three years, $20.25 billion. Uh, Caden Ellis from the Saints goes to the Falcons for three years and $21 million. And of course, Bobby Akirke from the Indianapolis Colts, someone that a lot of us thought might be a strong Bears target, goes from the Colts to the Giants for four years, $40 million, a $10 million a year valuation. And perhaps Bobby Okirike is a better linebacker than TJ Edwards. Perhaps he might be a slightly better fit and certainly knows the system better. I mean, I'm not here to make those arguments specifically, but I am here to say that getting TJ Edwards for $6.5 million a year is a lot better of a deal than getting Bobby Okirike for $10 million a year. I think your, your, your ROI there is pretty favorable for the Chicago Bears, especially when you compare just you know the rest of the linebacker market. I think that's probably where Ryan Poles was was hinting at with with that comment there. It's like, yes, the reason why we signed TJ Edwards in an hour, not because we thought TJ Edwards is our number one free agent target that we got to go and make sure we get first, but because we're talking to his agent and we're getting a good deal on him. And maybe they were talking to Bobby Okirke's agent and maybe they were getting into the $10 million a year range. And Ryan Poles said, I'm out on that one. Sorry. Sorry, Matt Eberflew. Sorry, Alan Williams. We're not going to get your guy when we've got Edwards over here for three and a half million dollars less per season. And maybe we feel like they're comparable players. If not, maybe maybe even like TJ Edwards better. I mean, it's, it's again, that's not the point of, of the argument here. Edmonds is a little bit more like the blue chip guy that I think Ryan Poles fell in love with. He raved about him as long, fast, strong, dependable future face of this Bears defense, the quarterback in the middle there that, you know, they really like and are willing to pay the, you know, $18 million a year with what, 36, 37-ish million dollars guaranteed. Part of that is that the Bears have to reach a certain salary floor this year. It's a cash floor. So it's not just what their cap hit is this year, but a certain amount of physical dollars they need to spend when you include signing bonuses that are all spent right away, even if they don't, they don't, you know, go on the salary cap hit all at the same time, same way. We we did a podcast before free agency started with Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, where we broke down a lot of the salary cap implications here. I, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that. If you kind of want to understand how the Bears had to approach things in terms of cash spent this year versus salary cap space spent this year. But it all sort of highlights this approach that Ryan Poles is taking, where he's like, yeah, listen, we, we have needs to fill, and we still have more needs to fill. But we're not just going to go overspend to get players just to fill those needs and, and throw as many players as possible. Like, there's another quote later on where he kind of said, yeah, like, we have needs on this roster and we're still going to have weaknesses. Like, when this is all said and done, we can't fix everything all at once. And I think a lot of Bears fans, I, I see on Twitter, man, people are just so upset about the players the Bears aren't signing and going to other teams, man. And, like, I get it, right? I am never going to be the person who comes here and says – Every move Ryan Poles makes is good, and you should trust him because he's a GM. No, absolutely. We can be critical of decisions that Ryan Poles makes, but we can also be patient and understand that he is not done making moves. Like We can at least see all the moves he's going to make and then look at the big picture and say, oh yeah, he, he failed to address this or should have addressed this differently, but we can at least give him a chance to make the moves he's going to make before we criticize him for the things he didn't do like let him have a chance to do the things before we say that he didn't do them and then also understand that you can't just build a championship roster in one offseason like you can't completely fix everything all at once when you had a roster that had so many holes in it and such a talent deficiency like this one so like we do have to understand like we can't expect 
great players at every position all done just in this offseason. Like, if Ryan Poles goes out and spends and signs a bunch of free agents, all the guys you wanted and all the, to fill all the holes, he's going to get criticized for overspending. And you, you can't build a team through free agency. Why are you signing all these players? you, you got to build through the draft. You can't build through free agency. So he can get criticized on that end. Or when he doesn't sign these players, it's like, what is he doing? He's not signing these guys. The Bears are going to have all these holes. Why isn't he spending more money? It's like he can't win. There's not really this sweet spot in the middle where it signs enough to please the people that want action and doesn't sign too much to anger the people that don't want him to spend too much. Like, I just think it's a little bit unreasonable the way we set expectations for this. Let's think critically and be critical and, and you know, really evaluate the decisions that he makes, but let's make them first and let's make sure we have good perspective on how the Chicago Bears are approaching things. That's why I like to bring you the press conference audio themselves so you can hear Ryan Poles in his own words and then make up your own mind. After the press conference, Ryan Poles got right back out there and back into the free agent market and brought in Andrew Billings from the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll learn a little bit more about this nose tackle and why I think he's a really important piece of the Bears defense in 2023. Next. On Locked On Bears. The Locked On Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers are getting a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So say you're betting on March Madness, betting on your bracket, and you know what? You, you weren't ready for the upset. Maybe you didn't bet on Furman over Virginia, but hey, that's okay if you bet on Virginia in that game. That no sweat first bet will give you money back to you in free bonus bets so you can bet again with FanDuel. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get that no sweat first bet for anything, not just March Madness, football, basketball, you name it. All the sports are on FanDuel. It's up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. To learn more, make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and NFL. Signing a nose tackle a couple days into free agency, or I guess 24 hours into free agency when they made the move, is not going to win any awards. It's not going to, I don't think it's going to get a bunch of high grades from the media, but I really feel like Andrew Billings has a potential to be one of the most valuable signings the Bears made so far. And I'll, I'll reserve that title for future free agent signings. They may get better deals on better sneaky good players later on. But up to this point, I really like Andrew Billings as a fit here. And I really think he's going to be important for this Bears defense because, you know, he's he's a nose tackle through and through, right? Big, strong, physical run stuffer who's just going to take up a lot of space and be hard to move. You know, I remember him coming out of Baylor in 2016, man. That guy is strong. He moves human beings. And sometimes, you know, you can get too high in his pad level and can get off balance, right? It's, he's not a he's not a perfect nose tackle. He's not a Pro Bowl caliber player by any means. There's a reason, you know, he flamed out a little bit with the Browns and had a good bounce back year, I think, with the Raiders. I think he was a good fit with them in that defense. And he certainly is not going to, you know, single-handedly dominate and shut down the running game. But for for this scheme, and especially for Tremaine Edmonds behind him at linebacker, the relationship between these two guys will determine how good Tremaine Edmonds is here in Chicago. We saw this last year with Roquan Smith. All of a sudden, Roquan really struggled for the first half of the season up to the Bears trading him. And then goes to Baltimore and thrived. 
But even the guy that we saw before this season, like I thought Roquan Smith was worse to start this season than he had been the year before. And of course he goes to Baltimore and, and is great. And I think there was some head scratching there of like, well, why is that? And it's, I think there's a pretty easy culprit we can point to for Roquan that also applies here for Tremaine Edmonds. And it's the nose tackle. And that's why Andrew Billings is important here. So think back to this season, right? The beginning of the season with Roquan Smith. Who's their nose tackle? Well, it started as Angelo Blackson. Eventually, it kind of became Mike Pinnell. They were playing Justin Jones at nose tackle. Armand Watts played some nose tackle. It was not a good defensive tackle group in front of them. And so as a result, you know, guards and centers were able to more easily climb to the second level, get good contact on Roquan Smith. He couldn't run around them as well. He couldn't fight through the blocks. And you were seeing running backs get, you know, five, six yards downfield before Roquan gets there and makes the tackle. Last year, or I guess in previous years, who was in front of Roquan Smith? Eddie Goldman and Akeem Hicks. It's not just the nose tackle, but it's especially the nose tackle. When we're talking about the middle linebacker of the defense, you know, that, that nose tackle is the, in the middle of the offensive line. And it's those linemen that end up working their way up to the middle linebacker most often. But let's be clear that it does take the whole defensive line. And it's not just one guy, but I think the nose tackle is, is one of the more important ones in terms of helping the linebackers in run defense. And when Roquan Smith had Eddie Goldman playing well in front of him and not, and when Eddie Goldman was out, you could see the difference. And when Akeem Hicks was healthy and in front of him versus not, it, right, it makes Roquan Smith's job that much more difficult or that much easier. Then he goes to Baltimore and plays in front of a really good defensive line and particularly a nose tackle over there in Michael Pierce, who's 350 pounds and one of the best run defenders in football. And Roquan Smith thrives in Baltimore. And that's why they give him a, a great contract extension. We saw the same thing with Tremaine Edmonds in Buffalo. And we talked yesterday to Joe Marino from Locked On Bills about Tremaine Edmonds' time in Buffalo. And, you know, there's a rule they teach you in, in journalism school that, you know, when you're interviewing someone, never turn the recorder off. Like, don't, don't stop recording. Even after you say the interview is done, like, keep recording just in case because a lot of times good stuff comes after you're done recording. And that's what happened with me and Joe, of course. I mean, we're friends. We've met many times. We hang out at the Senior Bowl and all that stuff. So we we're just talking football after we're done recording the podcast. And one of the things he mentioned, I was like, dude, why didn't you say that while we were recording? He's like, we were talking about how Tremaine Edmonds this last year in Buffalo really had his strongest season. And he's like, you know why that was? And I was like, why? He goes, because they brought in Daquan Jones as the nose tackle in Buffalo. And that when he had that big run stuffing nose tackle in front of him, it changed everything for him. You know, he said previous years, you know, they went with like Star Latula in the middle and Harrison Phillips, and they were kind of trying to find different defensive tackle combinations that would work. And they didn't really have that, that strong, consistent, powerful one technique nose tackle. But all of a sudden, the Bills go out and bring in Daquan Jones. He fills that interior, that defense really, really well. And Tremaine Edmonds has one of his best seasons in terms of run defense because he's got more room to run and use that speed and athletic ability and, and length to affect the running game. And so I think it's very important for the Bears to have a big, strong, physical nose tackle in front of Tremaine Edmonds to get the absolute best out of him in Chicago. And I think Andrew Billings is a strong candidate to be able to do so. I think he's had a couple injury things throughout his career, so he's staying healthy is going to be a big part of that. And I'd like the Bears to get even more nose tackle depth. But I think Tremaine Edmonds' potential hinges somewhat, somewhat on Andrew Billings and the way that he's able to keep Edmonds free behind him to be able to flow loosely, attack downhill, and go and get that ball carrier. And so that's why I'm I'm that's why I'm thinking this might be one of the sneaky, super valuable signings. It was a one-year deal worth less than four million dollars. You know, but but to be that mercenary nose tackle here who's got some pass rushing ability, right? He's not useless as a pass rusher, but not someone you're gonna rely on there. But just to be strong and reliable in the middle 
in the run in the running game matters a lot more for a linebacker like Tremaine Edmonds or a linebacker like Roquan Smith compared to someone like TJ Edwards, who's a little bit more strong and instinctual to take on blocks going downhill. That's not Edmonds' game, and that's okay. And it's especially okay when you have a nose tackle in front of him to keep him clean and make that job that much easier. So I hope you learn a little bit of something there about how how this scheme works with, with the nose tackles and the linebackers in there. I think that relationship is going to be really important there. We're going to break down any and all Bears free agent signings as they come in right here on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making the Locked On Bears podcast your first listen today. If you're looking for a second listen, now that we're wrapping up, check out our new Locked On NFL scouting podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs, the draft dudes, breaking down what it's like to build successful NFL franchises. They're really looking at it from a team-building process. They talk about the draft. They talk about free agency across the league and really kind of look at it from that approach. It's a different style of doing it, but those two guys have a lot of great chemistry and it's a lot of fun listening to them. So go check out Locked On NFL Scouting for your second listen. Come on back on Monday for another episode of Locked On Bears and another opportunity to bear down.